Hey, coming up tonight on your favorite podcast, it's Podpourri, it's Ryan, it's me, it's Zach. A lot of changes, a lot of changes in the way things are working, a lot of rule changes, a lot of new stuff in sports. We're going to talk about it. The XFL, Major League Baseball, Zach's got a million new rule proposals for us tonight, and so does Ryan, on how to make all these sports just a little bit more interesting. We're chopping it up. It's the off-season. It's the winter. It's the doldrums. So we're going to talk about it next. It's Ryan. It's Zach. It's me. It's a little pod parade next on the pod. the tim anderson podcast i'm tim and that is my buddy rhino over there on the right hand side of my screen rhino good to see you my friend howdy howdy and of course it's always good to have you here you crazy and of course on the other side on the left hand side waiting for snow to melt so that he can go out there and do some fast pitch coaching the coach zach me neighbor hello zach we got a little bit of a melt today, but it sounds like there's more snow coming tomorrow. Yeah, a couple inches overnight tonight. Yay us. Um, it's just, it's never going to go away, is it? We're just never going to. You're going to play your first softball game in mid-April. If, we, if it gets too bad, they let us go on a dome and play, which is kind of nice because at that point, all the dome time is booked. So it's literally like, hey, you could... Uh, Play at noon on a Tuesday. We'll get you out of school and pay you for your sub, and that's Ooh. a lot of fun. So, oh, there you go. Well, that's not that bad then. Yep. I'll bring that on then. Well, that sounds great. Oh, guys, hey, welcome. Hey, it's first time we've all three been back together since like the NFC and AFC Championship games, uh, Super Bowl previews. So it's nice to have everybody back in the uh, pod together today. So that'll be fun. We're gonna do a little pod pre tonight. We're gonna talk for a little while uh, because we've been watching. A lot of uh, different stuff, right? Major League Baseball started spring training. The XFL is playing. Uh, the NBA just had their just horrendous all-star game. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk about changes to the NBA in the offseason when, when the uh, C- next CBA is up for grabs. Uh, lots of stuff going on in the world of sports. A lot of changes. Change is in the air, Zach. And so we thought we'd talk a little bit about some of the rules, right? Like um, changes that, you know... We think some are good, some are not so good. Well, your thoughts on all the change that's in the world, in the world of sports? Um, you know, I thought the the game ending on a, right, didn't we have a bases loaded 3-2 pitch coming and ended on pitch clock earlier in spring training? Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, that, that was wild. Um, you know, the bases being a little bigger, I haven't really noticed. Um, we've definitely seen some cool stuff in the XFL. I think, you know, you've talked about the kickoffs you like. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I thought we got together tonight and kind of uh, kick around a few of our own ideas. And um, maybe some are a little outlandish, um, <laughs> but no uh, no judgment here, right? This is a brainstorming session. Definitely a brainstorming session. We got to get together here. This is us putting our heads together, trying to make this place better, right? That's all it's about. And there's no such thing as bad ideas here. There's just, uh, it's just conversation, right? Boy, I'm Rhino? glad you say that. Oh, you got a, Ryan thinks he's got some bad ideas or no? Oh, these are these are ideas that I know Zach is going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we start, hate, is this the rule pod or you're just your general football pod? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I did talk to Derek Rickard, who was. I thought about making this a quad pod tonight, but he wasn't able to quite put it together. But he did say, "Can I just offer one rule, and that is, can we always have two referees for professional wrestling matches?" He's like, "I swear, for all the heat the NFL referees get, the wrestling mat, the pro wrestling referees have been terrible for fifty years. They miss calls left and right. I mean, come on, when are we going to get two refs at ringside?" Didn't, didn't they talk about instant replay at that one uh, WrestleMania with Steinbrenner and the Bushwhackers? I brought that exact thing up to him, and he couldn't remember that story, so I had to remind him. Yeah, it was over the Warrior Slaughter thing uh, in that Royal Rumble '91. Yep, yep. Where the Macho King came down with all that outside interference and nobody saw anything. Nobody saw Just Jackson with a light stand in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> but nobody saw anything. It was just completely oblivious to the world. Unbelievable. Where were people up in arms? We needed Twitter back then. That's what we needed. So 
we've been watching a lot of sports. Like, for example, I've been watching the first two weeks of the XFL, as I'm assuming you have, Zach and Ryan. I don't know if you have much at all, but I have not I've been watching it. That. I, I got to say, like, it's not great football, obviously, but I admire some of the things that they are doing to make themselves different. Um, for example, no kicking extra points. You can go for one, two, or three. I kind of like that, actually. I don't, I don't hate it at all. Um, I thought I would hate it, but I kind of like it. Um, I like the kickoff situation where everybody's lined up at like the opposite 30 yard line where it's basically only going to be a five yard collision instead of everybody running at full speed. We get more kickoff return opportunities. I think that's great. And I like the fourth and 15 idea late instead of kicking an onside kick, you get one play to pick up 15 yards to continue a drive. I kind of like all of those, all of those things are things that I think I can get behind. And we saw St. Louis convert and come back and win a game to doing that too. Yeah. Right? So like or in the first two week weeks, one. yeah, I think the rules have panned out quite nicely and there's still room for a kicker, but now you feel like the kicker is at a place of, I don't want to say marginal importance, but at least of, I think, reasonable importance where they still can make field goals and they're still a part of the game and they're still a major part of the strategy, but they're not everything. I don't hate that. I don't hate it. So, Zach, you, you've been watching the games. Ryan says he hasn't watched it. So I'll start with you. What do you think? I, I think it's been good. Like, I think it's interesting stuff. Um, the Like you said, it's been, it hasn't been great football, but it's been entertaining enough and filling a void that's out there right now. Right? Because we have – we really have no – we have no sports going right now that I am that into. Right? Baseball, spring training, I – I, I don't need spring training. Like, I'll I'll start watching when the season starts. NBA and NHL do nothing for me. The college basketball in this town stinks. Yeah, really bad. It's really um, bad. So I think it's filled a void, you know. Um, you know, I guess one, one rule, uh, and I don't even know how the XFL handles it, but I think that I, I will kick off us off with a rule proposal that kind of fits all sports. Um but we're not going to have any ties. No ties. No ties. So the NFL, like, let's play until somebody scores in overtime. Right? NHL, you don't need to jump into shootout. Just let them play three on three until someone scores. Because um, I think that, that goal is going to happen, right? And and this this sudden worry that five extra minutes of a game is going to zap all these players for their following games. Um is a bit over the top for me. Yeah, and, how did they ever get by? Sports, right? Like baseball's talks about their pitchers with and needs a ghost runner, and you know, like they're just you know, oh, now the NBA is talking about having, um, you know, get to a magic number in overtime, right? The first to score ten in overtime wins or whatever it's going to be, so that they avoid a second overtime. So I think we need no ties. We must have a winner, right? Just like WrestleMania twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Yes, I'm in on no ties. I'm in on no ties. And I'm in on no gimmicks with the ties. Like, let them play. Let's figure it out. We don't need a shootout. Ryan, we got our first rule. No ties. Your thoughts? In. All in on no ties. I love the idea of not having a tie, playing until there's a winner. Because, uh, look, uh, you 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 do that in, in playoff hockey, right, where – you know, they, they, they don't have the shootout in the playoffs. Could be game seven. That game could go. I don't think it's ever been happened, but that game could go to seven overtimes. Until someone scores, that game continues. And yeah. to me, I love the idea. And I'm, I'm fine with NHL, you know, using their overtime rules where they go to four on four and three on three for regular season games because it's still hockey, right? In Right. The essence of hockey, um, you know, I could do without seeing a shootout again in my life. I can listen to that, and you know, I, I and I don't want to hear it about how tired these athletes are. You know, we watched those high school girls play the six overtime game that you and I talked about, Zach, and a lot of them were at school the next day. So I don't want to hear it. I, I I'm I'm I got no time for it. You're a professional athletes. You're being compensated well. Get your asses out there and go play. That's your job. Play to a winner. I completely agree. No ties. I'm in on this 100%. I say we pass this law immediately. This needs to move to the front of the line. Ryan? Just, uh, just going to write this down that Tim hates load management. 
I'm out. Oh, God, don't even get me started on this load management nonsense. You know, Kawhi Leonard and, and you know, you got all these guys that got to sit out a bunch of games. Pass. Just pass. Take it back. Take it all back. I don't want it. Send it back to the to the. I just will not. I will not tolerate it, Ryan. This is this is where I appreciate the NFL's load management, which is you don't you may not you may not practice during the week. You take a couple days off during the week, but those guys usually suit up on Sundays, right? They're not taking Sundays off because that's the game check. You got to go play. Yeah, bullshit. Absolutely terrible, Ryan. You got your first rule you want to throw out any sport? I, I do. So this is football. Okay. Um, I think that if the defense stops the offense on fourth down, it should be worth two points. Oh, so just like a safety, but it adds a little bit more spice to the risk, right? Where, you know, maybe you if you're if it's fourth and one, you think it's a guarantee and you don't get it. Not only are you giving up possession of the ball, just like you would in a safety situation, you're giving up two points because now that now how does that weigh into the analytics of going forward on fourth down? I don't, you know, I, 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 the only problem I have is I feel like the end zones are the scoring zones. And if we start awarding points at the 45 yard line, now I feel like we're drastically altering the way we score. It's almost like saying a guy can score by just getting to first base. But it also, it also takes some of this, this idea of the offensive league and gives the defense a little bit more. Because if you're going to tell them that they can't be as physical with the offense, they can't hit the receivers as hard, you can't go after the quarterbacks as much, there's basically free reign beyond five yards for wide receivers, and offenses can rack up points and points and points, but you have a team that's invested a ton of money in their defense and they can get a bunch of fourth down stops, I mean, suddenly you've got an, uh, an opportunity for defenses to score beyond a pick six or a fumble return. I don't like it because I think it's going to lead to more punts at midfield. Hmm. Which you, the alternate exciting. thing, which is not exciting. You want right? you know, offense, would, offense is going to go. Well, why would I go for it on fourth and four from the 45? I'll just punt it down to the two. That's seeing there. That's the comeback. I don't, I don't to know, that. I mean, you know, right? No, no that's a, no, that's a good comeback. No bad ideas, but that's the comeback to it. That's why we have this discussion. We're in the nest. We're in the trust tree. These are good to have conversations. Now, I'm going to say something that Ryan's not going to like. This is all rules. No instant replay. I want to eliminate it across the board. I'm, in I'm all sports, all sports, I want to eliminate it across the board. And I want no more Dean Blandinos. I want no more uh, Gene Steratores. I want no more John Perrys. I don't want people getting lucrative TV jobs off of their horrendous referee career, analyzing calls. I want none of it. I want, I want it to just be about the calls on the field. We are going to live with the plays that are called. That's what we're doing. Sure. No more of that. I'm out that on all, all instant replay. I think, I think you would solve some of your refing issues too or the constant critique of them if sporting leagues took the approach that the state high school league just took. Right, We were watching some of those state tournament games for hockey, and anytime there was a questionable call, no replay. Right, not even on the the TV broadcast didn't show it again. Right, you know, they talk about it a little bit, but they didn't show it. So then nobody got all up in arms and rewatched it ten times in slow motion. You know, they just because and part of it's like, well, we don't want people getting on high school officials, but um, I, I do think there is something to be said for that of not doing that and broadcasting it over and over. Well, I, one thing I don't like is the armchair fans at home who get the replay at super slow-mo 10,000 times. They get to act like they get the call right all the time. And it's like, well, yeah, you have the luxury of watching it on your HD TV at home on your 70-inch screen in super slow-mo. The referees on the field don't have that luxury. They have to make the call. If you think you can do better, get your fat ass on the court and go referee yourself. Go get your referee's license. Go get your test taken. The high schools could use it. The high school basketball leagues could use it. Go ref yourself. Go do it. Get your ass out there and go do it yourself. I'll bet $10 you can't hack it. I'll bet $100 you can't hack it. Right? So no instant replay. No bitching. No complaining. Hire the referees full time. Train them all the time. Hold them accountable, sure. But no more instant replay across the board. Ryan, I have your full support. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on, on, on no instant replay. I think that it creates too many questions. I think that what we, I think, and I look, 
I'm going to tie this back to, to a conversation I was having earlier this week. Part of the problem that I have with the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now <laughs> is that I know too much. You know right? too much. I know too much. There's no mystery, right? There's no surprises, right? And everybody thinks they're an expert, right? Yes. Foot, football, same way, right? Same way. I don't need to know. Sometimes I want to be able to just to trust the guy on the field to make a call. And if it goes my way, great. If not, we'll be talking about it for years, just like we did when Drew Pearson pushed off, right? Doesn't change, doesn't change the game. We're still bitter about it. We're still complaining about it, right? But the bottom line is it's the way the game went out and there was no way to change it, right? All, it is, all, all instant replay does is it provides fans with a more reason to be bitter, right? It's just more bitterness. Let's have more fun and get rid of it. Completely agree. This is where we got to go. And I think we have our full support of the. Once again, just hammering rules out here on the pod. So far, so good. Rule number one across the board. Let's go to another rule change to my guy, Zach. All right. Staying in the NFL, um, I think that um, you guys have some problems with ways some of the rules are are officiated and, and the enforcement of them, right? Where Tim doesn't like pass interference being a huge 40-yard penalty. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of automatic first downs on some of these five yard penalties. So I would like to propose that maybe we can, we can change the enforcement of some of those rules in exchange for a penalty box. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, I'm so, in. So, right. So, okay. So the wide, the d- defensive back gets called for pass interference. Um, it's no longer a 40 yard flag. It's a 15 yard flag or a 10 yard flag, but he also has to sit out the rest of the drive. Oh, the drive? Okay. oh, wow. We can, we can, we can, we can say four. That, can we say four plays? Let's just say he has if, to sit out the next set of downs. Yeah. Oh, I think I like until, until, until there's a change of possession or a first down is, is achieved. Yeah. Wow. Right. I, I, I could get down with this. I could get down with a penalty box in football. Sure. I think that sounds sick. You know, and we don't actually oh, have to have it. a box for the guy to go sit in, but he can. Oh, I would love a box. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine a guy just, and we should raise that box so it sits above like the field or it sits above the bench so we can watch him like climb some stairs up to it or something like that. Oh, that would be so just good. The, the rage like you get in the NHL where guys are hitting the glass with their sticks. You just have some guy up there just pounding the wall with his helmet. Just so this, mad that he got would that Would this flag. go both ways? Like what if there's an offensive P.I.? Would you bench? Would you say the receivers got to go up to the penalty box for the or, entire or an, off- an offensive holding? I think there's certain um, penalties that it, that would include the penalty box, and some would not. Um, I think obviously, like your personal foul stuff, would definitely mm. be a penalty box that you got to do it. Um, you get a five? Do you get a five minute major, and that's for the rest of the drive? Like that, <laughs> yeah, you can mix it up. Yeah, yes. personal personal foul. You have to you have to sit out the whole drive. You touch you Tom the, with your pinky, and there you oh, go. Right? stop that! Uh, oh, but, come on. Maybe, maybe you could you could do the the penalty box for a lot of these things, like offensive holding, right? So uh, the guard grabs onto the guy, he gets flagged for it. You don't get the ten yard penalty, but you lose your guard until you get a first down. Oh God, I could really get down with this. Yeah. So we, we'd have to hash this one out a little bit, but there, yeah, I, 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 I love the this. idea. I love the idea. <laughs> okay, I'm. This is good. These are good ideas. I think we're moving forward. This is where the XFL needs to try these things. Like they got to jump in first and say, like, all right, we're doing this first. Uh, we're 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 rolling this out the rest of the way. I'm all for it. All right, this is great. We're doing great. This is awesome, Ryan. So this is kind of in conjunction with my first idea because Zach had the concern with the with the punting from the fifty, right? I think that you could make. Uh, field goals, instead of being only three points across the board, their score is dependent on the length from which they're kicked. So if you if you kick beyond uh, like 30, 30 yards and under, three points, right? Standard. You get 40, point, 40 yards and up, it's four points. You want to do the fantasy football kicking rules. Yeah, because then you, like you're sitting at midfield. You know you go for it on fourth down. You're giving up two points. Let's try and kick the field goal. That's worth five points from 50 yards plus. And now we have a decision to make. A five-point field goal. A four-point field goal. 
Well, I suppose if the I, XFL is going to go could, for one, two, and three at the ten, why wouldn't you want to kick for more points? And I think I think you could probably get away with the four points from fifty, or for, from forty, right? So you you just tack on the extra two points beyond fifty because it's only like a what like a fifty a fifty percent make rate on these on these fifty yard plus field goals. Fifty plus, forty plus. It's kind of a it, they're they're yeah. almost automatic now. In the in the NFL, those are kind of a gimme. So I would be okay if those were three. Uh, so we can we can workshop that a little bit, but I think it it creates more of that midfield game of do I go for it on fourth down and and potentially give up two points or do I kick it from sixty one and potentially get five points here? The the only thing I don't like is that I I like that I th- I thought that the scoring structure of the NFL was was really good until they pushed the extra point back. Yeah, because we knew that a touchdown. And that automatic extra point was going to be worth more than two field goals. And now you're potentially saying that two field goals would be more than the touchdown itself, um, which I don't like that that setup of it. Um, but maybe maybe I would concede that to you if you consider my my next rule proposal. Let's hear it. What do you got? All right. Any kick, field goal, extra point, or punt – must be taken by a player who was on the field the previous down. Oh, so no special teams is what you're saying. Like they got to stay on the field one more down, or, or Justin Tucker's got to learn to play wide receiver. receiver down. <laughs> so would this take us back to the days where like the 300 pound offensive lineman would also double as the punter, like on the, on the high school teams? Yeah. I don't hate this idea at all. <laughs> I don't hate this idea at all. I love the idea. Anything that forces coaches to do more work on the sideline, I'm in. But then you got to figure out, like, yeah, I got Justin Tucker out here. How am I gonna? What am I gonna do here with this? Like, what can I do with this? Him, right? It's you, you know you're not throwing to him. You just have him run some little button route on the outside. You're never gonna throw to him, right? I mean, it takes away one half of the field, but you could throw him in the slot and tell him just don't get hurt. Hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I'm interested in this. I don't know. I did, I just throwing that one out there. I I do have um one Sorry. I've got one last NFL one, I guess. If but I, Ryan, do you have any more NFL stuff for football? So all of mine are football, but it's I I've I've got a bunch more. Good. Yeah. Why, why don't you throw one out there then? So and the dog's gonna get in on this too. Yeah, my, we're we're dog sitting. Hold on. No, you're okay. Don't worry about it. Dogs are part of the pod here. Like we've had we've had goose show up on our pod many times. So. That's true. We have. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, if if we're going to talk about football rules, let's talk about overtime for a second. Hmm. You only get three downs in overtime. Ooh. Instead of instead of having four downs to get a first down. From from in in overtime, you have you get three. So first see, and second, first and second down, and then third down, you're either going for it or you're punting. See, I was thinking like on your lines, Ryan. I had a rule similar. What do you think of this? When you watch when you watch like flag football, it's like it's from fifty yards, right? So you can get a first down at like the twenty five, and then you can you have to get four more to the end zone. I would like to see our overtime rules go to flag football rules in that sense. We're like, hey, both teams start at the fifty. You can get a first down at the twenty-five, but then you got to go for the end zone and try to score or kick the field goal right there. In that like, vein, would you want to do like a seven-on-seven seven in overtime? See, I don't know if I want to get there because it changes the way the game. It changes the whole game because I would still say play football. Like it's still tackle football. You're still running your plays, but it's not first and ten anymore. Now it's first and twenty-five, and you got to get to the twenty-five yard line to keep the possession going, or you got to get close enough to kick a field goal so that we can move on. Sure. And I think that puts some urgency on the offense. And when you watch like a flag football game, whether it's, you know, powder puff at the high schools or whatever it is, it's enjoyable because they can get one first down and there's usually a fair amount of action and the game moves quickly. We get lots of possessions and we can settle the overtime thing pretty quickly. I like it myself. I'm a fan of that kind of rule, but I'm with you on this though. I don't mind Ryan, the, the three down rule. I think a three down rule is fair too. I could talk myself into that. I, I heard the NFL is already considering my next one, but um, eliminating the quarterback sneak with eight guys pushing them from behind. Yes, and they should get rid of it. I, I completely agree. Uh, it feels like it's unfair, and some defensive player is going to get hurt very badly. 
Like yeah, some nose tackle is going to get paralyzed. Safety. They want to talk about player safety over and over, but that's not really player safety. It also puts your quarterback in a really difficult position because if there is a defender who decides to hit that really, really hard, and now you've got guys forcing behind him who are not allowing him to protect himself. So it, on both sides, it creates a potential for catastrophic injury. I think it's a bad idea to keep it in the league. I completely agree. Uh, I, su- I support this. I've got a rule. If Anybody else want to throw one more football? Because i got a baseball one. I'll, uh, I'll throw one more football out here real quick, and then we can move on. Uh, okay. This is not a game rule. This is a league rule. Okay. I think you should be able to trade cap space. Okay. Ooh. Okay. But do you worry, though, that some small market team will say to, to shed money or to get just all they'll do is they'll trade their best assets to pick up cap space? Like you would see them just like baseball does. Baseball unloads their rich player or their most expensive players to get cheaper prospects and to stay. Like the A's have a $40 million payroll this year. Compared to every, which is the lowest by twenty million dollars. Like you, would you worry about that happening in a place, especially like Cincinnati, where like Mike Brown has been known as, and the Bidwells down in Arizona have been known to be perpetually cheap, like very cheap that, owners. I don't know that I worry about that so much in the NFL, uh, only because I, I think that yeah, you, know, you you don't you don't get the. Uh, you don't have the ability to to overspend in the NFL so much as you do in other leagues. The cap is pretty firm across the board. I don't know that that there's a lot of motivation to to save money if in in that way, right? Because you want your team you want your team to do well and you want to spend as little money as possible, sure, right? But you're you're going to want that cap space if you do get that quarterback. I just worry about like like Dan Snyder using that to fund several thousand horrible horrible things like he, he's well, been rumored just, to do you here you just dump your trade your extra cap space to pick up additional picks in the future and then be like well i can only pay 50 million for a team this year i can't pay 100 million or whatever i it could it's happen. interesting you yeah, could I, I, the pirates yeah yeah that's the it last also, thing you want is the pittsburgh it also pirates. could could mean that you're you know you shed those assets you put a cap for two years on how much you can spend but you stock up on those picks and suddenly you can put a super team together in a couple of years with guys on rookie deals with a full cap again that's i mean that's one way to look at it especially if the deals become guaranteed like more consistently like if lamar gets what he wants and gets this fully guaranteed deal which he absolutely shouldn't the Ravens should run run from that as far as they can but if it starts to happen down that path i wouldn't be surprised if more teams would want to do something like that i think the ravens need to trade him just because the ravens probably need to rebuild and and actually blow that thing up and start over again but it's and i think that signing a quarterback like lamar jackson doesn't help you you can trade him for assets and, and get better faster but i agree i think that that that's probably where that would head but i, I see it as more of a tool for an accelerated rebuild than anything else I like these ideas. These are all good. Again, all good ideas here in the brainstorming session. This is all great so far. Zach, you've been um, watching some baseball, right? You and I have been watching. The games so far are 30 minutes faster, roughly. 25 to 30 minutes faster at times than they were last year because of this pitch clock. Your thoughts on that? And let's throw out some baseball rules. Uh, it You know, it's been fine. I think the issue is going to come is like when we're in, in big games that are big moments and matter. And then the pitch clock calls coming in. That's when people are going to get ticked, right? When it decides a big moment. But um, yeah, it's been fine so far. Like no, I don't miss the shift at all. You know, it's the baseball's been fine. I, again, right? We're still seeing minor leaguers and stuff, so it's hard to get too excited about it. But uh, what's your what's your baseball rule? One of my first rules that I want to eliminate. If you know, if everybody's too, super concerned about. Um, oh, we don't have enough pitchers. We don't have enough whatever. This is kind of a silly rule, but we're going to go with it anyway. Here we go. Uh, I no longer want to have the ceremonial first pitch. Whoever throws the ceremonial first pitch has to work the first inning. So uh, that's, that, <laughs> that's, I want that. So you better pick wisely who you want out there. Can you just picture some 13-year-old kid just laboring in the first inning, with, you know, just peering in at the catcher, working with two on, one out? Just and here's little sweat Timmy with pouring. You. Yeah. Here's little Timmy with the approach, and he gets absolutely fucking rocked. Yes, we got to get him out of there. Center field. <laughs> All right. If if you're gonna worry about the game length and and having pitchers and stuff, 
instead of having the ghost runner at second, let's just allow teams to have an additional roster spot the day after a game that goes 10 innings or more or 11 innings or more or whatever. Right. If the, if the big concern is the extra pitching and the toll on your bullpen, then expand the roster size like you do for a doubleheader. And yeah, like with no penalty, use your AAA farm system for what it exactly is. Bring players up and down at will without their options, you know, being affected or whatever. Let them just do that and let them be core parts of your big league roster. What about, uh, what about you get one out, you get to pick your batter and you load the bases and whoever hits a home run first wins. (laughs) No. (laughs) That is so funny. That might be more contrived than what they have right now. That is insane. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. We've talked about this one in the past, but um, we, we, the problem we talked about with the game right now is the three true outcomes, and it's all strikeouts, walks, and home runs. And so until they find a way to um, you know, punish more for a strikeout, I don't know that it's going to change. So how about uh, if you have runners on, a strikeout is a double play? It erases the trail runner as well. Ooh, okay. So that's going to force batters to take swings to put balls in play more. Yeah, I mean, it it's a lot. It, to play more aggressively. It's a lot, you know, so whatever. But um, I, they, they need to find a, if they're really concerned about having more balls in play, then they need to find a way to force teams to put the ball in play. I want a new rule also that says all of your teams, all professional sports teams, analytics staffs need to be cut by like 80% because they're ruining the game. Like they're ruining every sport. Analytics is ruining every sport. I want less people. I want less of those guys, not more. And also I want your manager to have, you can no longer do I want you to hire a manager fresh out of the big leagues with no experience. Like from now on, there's got to be a bit more of a vetting process in managers. There just has to be. I can no longer abide by, oh, David Ross retired six minutes ago. Let's make him the manager of the Cubs because he'll do exactly what we tell him to do, even though he has no managerial experience whatsoever. Like, pass. I'm, I'm out on all of that. I want my managers to have some vetting, some growth, some experience somewhere else. So and this is all analytics-driven. What? And a beer gut. And a beer gut, yes. I want my managers to look like managers. I, I, in fact, let me go a step further. They don't have to wear the uniform. Any, they can look like Connie Mack in the dugout. I want them in a three-piece suit in the dugout. I want them looking completely different than everybody else. And, or so, a beer gut. They have two choices. They can wear a beer gut with the baseball uniform, <laughs> or they can wear Connie Mack's three-piece suit. But they can't have it both ways. They can't come out there looking like they can still play. I won't have it. I just won't have it. There's a baseball rule for you. <laughs> here's here's a baseball idea for you. Adopt the NHL's fighting rules. Because if a, a pitcher beans a guy, then there's retaliation. I want the batter to be able to fight the pitcher and everybody else backs off until the fight is done. <laughs> no more bench clearing brawls. And they have to wear skates. Yeah, Sure. Every, everybody, everybody, just back off. Let them fight. The refs look, and the umps can come split it up when they're when they get to the ground. Uh, See, I'm I okay like with actually uh-huh. a baseball enforcer. I'm okay with a baseball enforcer, yeah. like not a pitcher, but like say yeah. somebody comes out of the dugout to say like, "All right, I'm gonna play catcher for this one this one pitch." All right, boom, he's caught it, drops the gloves, and off we go. I wouldn't mind yeah. it if that's what we had. See, it's some six foot seven, three hundred and twenty five pound big show looking dude just beating the shit out of some five ten, some Colombian guy who's just here to play baseball. Just like, could you imagine, like, if David Ortiz was the designated, uh, the designated enforcer for the Red Sox all those years? Man, that would have been awesome. That would be great. I do have some hockey rules to get to in a moment, but there's nothing I hate more than the fake tough guy in hockey. Come on, (laughs) the front punches on skates. There's nothing behind those punches. Sometimes these guys get bloodied up and they lose teeth. Like there, there are some punches getting thrown. Bah, you know, I think if you ask anybody who got who took a punch from Scott Stevens, they'll tell, they'll tell you there was some <laughs> there was some bite in those punches. Sally's. That's what that's what we say. A bunch of. <laughs> 
All right. What were the couple, titty bumps? That's what those were called. All those years. That's what those were. Couple couple anyway. hockey rules around penalties. If if a penalty is committed in the in the two minute power play is going to extend through the end of the period, you should finish out the period bef- or the finish out the power play before the period ends. Oh, so like but, extended time. Right. Like the defense the, the the team that committed the penalty should not get the benefit of the break in the middle of it just because it was committed at that time. This is like the equivalent of soccer's stoppage time, right? Also, like, oh, we've determined yeah, or, there are five or, or more minutes. Just, if you say, hey, like, the 30 seconds that we extended the end of the second period, uh, that comes out of the front end of the third period. I'm fine with that if you want to keep the timing the same. But you, should, you shouldn't get a benefit of that. Also, if you are in the penalty box at the end of overtime, you should not be able to shoot in the shootout. But you are allowed to right now. I, I like both of these rules. Both of these rules make sense because you're right. You're, you're, it favors – it's like being saved by the bell in boxing. You know, like uh, the, you shouldn't be – you almost shouldn't be able to be saved by the bell. Like uh, there's no way you should be able to go back and, re- and, and regroup and plan ahead for the last minute of a power play. And I like the idea of punishing a shootout. Like I think that's a great idea. I support both of those ideas, and I'm not even a hockey guy. I support both those. Ryan, you're more the hockey guy. Where are you? Yeah, I think that if if I'm going to change any anything in hockey, I, I like the idea. But if I'm going to change anything in hockey, uh, it's it's going to be more. Uh, I shouldn't say more. Less protection for the goaltenders. Uh, I think that you know that these guys step out of their crease all the time. They they take shots all the time, but you know they're. These guys are are throwing their bodies around as though they're not going to take any penalties or anything, and I think it's time that 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 ends. Let them take some hits. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, and I also think like just less pads in general. Like just you yeah. don't need to look like the Michelin Man out there. We got to figure out the way the pads can still stop the puck, but you there's got to be some room. There's got to be some room there. Protect your teeth, face, and neck. But other than that, it should be based on your athleticism, not how big your pads are. Yeah, Ryan not big on that. Worsley in the net with no mask. <laughs> I said protect your face, teeth, and neck. That's all I want. Okay, okay. So, so we've we've established that you're the hockey guy, and I am not. Uh, well, how, how about this one? Double the size of the net and two goalies. <laughs> it's an interesting idea, like a soccer net out there. Now, well, they got to communicate with each other. You know, one one goes down, the other one dives over the top to make another save. <laughs> gold, I gold. I think their special teams should be more of a curling thing. Like, I think they should be like, okay, for the shootout, we're going to throw curling stones. Who's going to roll for the uh, for the uh, wild? Oh, it's going to be Kaprizov rolling this rock. I think we should go to something like that. I'd like to see a mixing of sports when we move into those kinds of things. Two goalies uh, I could get down with too. I think if uh, you could do it in I, soccer, I want. Too. Ooh, okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's not bad. Twice the length uh, of net and two goalies. <laughs> the length covers the entirety of the field. It, well, we'd finally we'd we'd have less one nothing games. That's that's very true. I can't this argue is, with that. This is more of a serious idea. I, I'd like to see no offsides on power plays. Uh so if you if you cross the blue line on on a break with you know like a two on one you're not going to get called on offsides on a power play. Um, similarly, you know, I'd, I'd like to see no icing in the last minute, right? You can just kind of toss the, toss the puck down and, and not get called for the ice. Uh, especially if the goalie's pulled. So I think right now that, you know, getting called on icing when they have a man advantage, even if it's, you know, just because they pulled their goalie, I think it's horseshit. I think you got to be able to, to ice the puck down if you're going to play defense that way. If they're going to pull their goalie, I should be able to ice the puck. I don't know what any of that means, but I'm going to trust you on all of that. I'm going to give you the full, I'm going to give you the full yes. We should get Ty. That's where Ty needs to, he's in Florida right now. Ty's living it up. So we should get Ty. Ty will comment on, when Ty returns back, he's going to come on for some pod puree. I'm going to challenge that exact statement that you just threw out there, Adam. I also, I also think that uh, I'm, I'm in on no illegal stick curves or limits on the length of a stick. Uh, (laughs) Somebody so, comes out there with a boat oar, and you're like, "Good with that." Like that's yep, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Yeah, 
I'm trying, I don't remember who it was. There was a guy who used to play. He had this 80 inch stick that he'd be out there with. He was a defenseman and it's just a, a comically long hockey stick. And, uh, I don't, I, I want to see more of it. Uh, I want to see more of it. I uh, also think that if you can go out there with a big curve on your stick and get some more leverage on that shot and just create just some rocket shots, I think that'd be sick. I mean, that's what we used to do in Fayette, right? Like you'd just curve that floor hockey stick. Right yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I forgot all about, but you're right. Yeah. And you'd get the stick that was in the bucket. Like somebody had already curved it for like a full hour prior to that. So like, I want like that one. Don't give me that one. Orange team. Yes. Yes, Exactly. Oh, that's oh man! You're picking my brain's pocket. You're plucking my heartstrings. Here's one for you. This is an all sports one. Uh, I either want to eliminate the national anthem from being played, or I want it to be made sure we kept under two under a minute and a half. So, like, I'm tired of people making the national anthem into their own five minute song. Like, look, just sing it. Like, ju- either just sing it. Or don't sing it at all, but don't turn this into, well, you know what? This is going to be my my rendition of the national anthem, and I'm going to go for seven and a half minutes like like Marvin Gaye did in the 1980 All-Star Game. Pass. I don't want any of it. Either eliminate it so we can get to the game faster, or promise me, like, we'll have a hard cap, like a, a big horn that comes in after, like, 90 seconds. So there you go. You got your time, and if you can't get it in, we're out. We're moving on. I'm uh, I'm good with getting rid of the national anthem at, at sporting events in general at every level. However, I would be less inclined to do so if we change the national anthem to something good. You're saying it's a dirge? You want to go no, to Ocana instead or what? The song sucks. It's awful. There's nothing <laughs> there's nothing rousing or fun about the national anthem. It is it's a crap song. Let's do up by Cardi B. I don't do something else, right? <laughs> Come this, on. This, no, I can't. I can't. I can't support that. Are let's, you kidding let's me? Let's go with Freebird by Leonard Skinner. Oh yeah, right? let's go. Let's, let's be there for another let's, hour. Let's let's do Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Let's do something <laughs> that'll like get the crowd going. Uh <laughs> Star Spangled Banner sucks. You can't tell you can't tell me that you wouldn't stand you wouldn't want to stand up and salute as soon as you hear the opening lick of Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> it's a little, you know, it, it might be a little too much too fast. I need something that builds. <laughs> yeah, Tim's know, looking like, for September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm looking That's... for looking for like Hotel California <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> But that's what I mean. I like, I like. Look, I loved Chris Stapleton in the Super Bowl. Chris Stapleton's a great singer. I think he's fantastic. What did that? What did that go? Like two minutes and fifty seconds or whatever the hell it was. It was a long national anthem. I thought. So I just want to see a little less of that. When you started talking about the problem of long national anthems, I was convinced that you've been at a few Coon Rapids football home games. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the worst part is, it's a recording. But like they and, and he picks a different one every game, but it's like here's Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl for seven minutes. Like, <laughs> cool. Well, we have one kid, and I don't. And this is not me ripping students because I think our students are terrific. But we basically picked the same, you know, three students to do the national anthem all year during the basketball season. And when I say three, I pretty much mean one. But uh, she's but the only one that shows up. That national anthem is getting longer and longer and longer and longer as the season's going on. Why? Because it's like, well, I've done this 20 times. How do I keep making this interesting? Well, let me add an extra half note to this thing or let me carry this out an extra measure or let me go with this note a little longer. And it's like now the national anthem has moved into this like whole new universe where I'm trying to think of like what's longer. American Pie by Don McLean or this version of the national anthem. And I have no idea. It's, I feel like it's, you know, it's plus 300 either way. You know, I'm not sure. Here's, here's an alternative to Tim's rule change. Put the national anthem, not on the field, but on like a deck overlooking the field. And the game can just start if they're going to continue singing. (laughs) (laughs) We keep standing. We keep, you know, putting our hand over our heart, saluting the flag. Right. No flags in the field. Just at, at some point, like if they're at Rockets Red Glare and, you know, clock's ticking, we're at kickoff time. Uh, red Zone's not waiting anymore. Time to uh, time to kick off. You know, like, kick sorry, Lady Gaga, and, we're going to start going here. If you uh, are right. not done here. There we go. That'd kick, be good. 
kickoff at uh, home of the brave and you know home of the brave hits as soon as the ball the the foot hits the ball. I think it's great. Let's do that. Let's do that. I, I could get down with that. I could support that. Uh, anything else? Any other rules we want to get to? I have exhausted my rule list. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Tapped. Guys, we did 45 minutes on just all. Listen, leagues, listen to our podcast. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, timpodcast.podbean.com. Go find it. Listen to all of this. These are all gold ideas. Gold, Jerry. As <laughs> I got to get that sound bite now, Zach. I have to go get that now officially for my guy, uh, Banna. <laughs> Kenny Banna, need it. Um, as we wrap up our short little rules pod tonight, uh, we, we're going to try to start this new thing here for the rest of the uh, winter into the spring and into the summer. What are we watching, reading? Uh, what can we recommend? I'm going to ask each of you guys, including myself, like, hey, let's give the people something to watch, something to read, something to see. Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you. What do you want people to what do you what, what's what are you watching? What are you reading? What do you want people to go look at? Well, right now, if I'm if I'm watching something, I'm I'm uh, watching the show. uh, uh I think it's called Shrinking on on Apple TV. It's got Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. Great show. I really enjoy it. Um, my wife and I are – she's begging me to get caught up on The Last of Us because I'm not caught up and I kind of enjoy it. It's a nice show. She really likes it. Um, but if I'm reading something right now, I'm, I'm still reading Bill Walsh's book, uh, The Score Takes Care of Itself. So recommend that book for all coaches. I think it's a great one. Uh, I really like it. It changed my perspective on coaching. I think it's it's helped me a lot, but I really enjoy it. What what was Wonderful. the show from you and Lauren? Uh, we're watching Shrinking on Apple TV. Okay, I like um, that, and I got to read the Bill Walsh book. You're right, I got to read that. That's good. I like that. Go ahead, Zach. I I have not been watching much on TV recently. I think aside from Blippy and you know PJ Masks <laughs> and uh, some other dinosaur stuff, <clears throat> I'd I'd say. Uh, when I do have a moment, me I, I told you Tim the other night, like I'd rewatch some of the old Saturday Night Main events, mm, and they are yes. really they are really well done. Um, the pacing is good on them, and and they're pretty entertaining. Uh, my brother recommended The Last of Us on HBO Max, um, which is my wife's enjoying it. Um, I have not started it yet, but that is on my to watch list that he suggested to me. So. I will throw that out as one of mine. Okay. I like that. You reading anything? Um, I So a lot of my reading right now is um, split between I'm, I'm finishing a couple classes here to bump up my pay scale. So nothing super entertaining there. But um, And then I've read some stuff for you know kids that are reading in my classroom. Um, so I started the 8th Day series, um, which is actually a pretty interesting book. It's... The concept is basically there's three types of people. There's people like you and I who live seven days a week. Um, there are other people who live into an eighth day. And mm. that eighth day takes place between, uh, I think it's between Tuesday and Wednesday. Or Wednesday and Thursday, I can't remember. But um, the concept is is like we all freeze and they live a whole, they're like we're all gone. And these people live a whole nother day than us. Ah, like a little sci-fi thing. And then there's a third group of people who only live on that eighth day. And wow. then it's like a little Brigadoon thing going yeah, on. And then there's uh there's there's a lot of um King Arthur and stuff thrown into it. All these people are descendants and um so it's it's not bad. It's been entertaining, it flows quickly. Um that is one thing hmm. I do, you know, teaching middle school. Um the, the literature and the books, they move fast. That is important. Got to right? have it. Um, you, it's So they are entertaining. You don't uh, end up with, you know, 700 pages of Tom Clancy. It's um, true. You know, so so it is fun, right? Like I can I can pick up one of those books and they're 300 pages and finish it in a day or two. So Fantastic. I love that. These are great recommendations. I will give you, uh, we'll stay on Peacock there for a second. I've done, I have also done what you've done and plowed through a lot of the Saturday night's main events. So I have seen a lot of those. I am watching the new show poker face, uh, with Natasha Leone, uh, and the same guy who did the knives out series. Uh, he's kind of the director of that or the producer of that pretty well done. It has a lot of like 1980s cop show feel to it. And the graphics have a lot of that too, where it feels very eighties, seventies, 
very whodunit, your classic cop show, but it's more modern. It's just got a nice look to it. I think Natasha Leone is unique enough. She's different. Um, kind of enjoyed it so far. I'm three episodes in, and uh, I've had a good time with that one. So I'll give you Poker Face, um, and I will give you – uh, a book that I've been reading in class as part of our book club uh, in with the seniors. I've picked up Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, uh, which is the story about people and their success. I opted to read that one while other people chose different books throughout the trial. I'm like, you know what? I haven't read this one, so I'm going to try this one. Um, I've worked through that. Uh, and that's also a very interesting book. Uh, not in the same vein that like Chuck Klosterman writes his stuff, but I think like I like these kind of look at culture and try to look for patterns and trends and interesting phenomenon. And I think Gladwell's look at success and how people become successful. I think it's a really interesting book. I don't know if I agree with all of it, but I thought it was interesting. I've, I've read and taught that book as well. Um, so the 10,000 hour stuff is fascinating. And have you gotten to the stuff about like NHL hockey players? Yeah, that's a fa- It's a fascinating chapter about when they're born and how you're, the month you're born in can determine your success. And how we just they they track these athletes from such a young age. Yeah, very um, fascinating. I do I do have one more one off uh, a documentary. Um, DB Cooper, where are you on Netflix? Oh, it is about uh, a guy who hijacked a plane. Yep, um, and got away with it. And, and oh, people wonder if that's a legend or if it's not true or whatnot. But well, but, but, it, it the I mean, it was the plane was hijacked. Yeah, um, but there's some very you know different varying stories of what happened and who he could be, and that is what some of this is about. Is like this guy is this guy might be a little bit crazy, but he's convinced he's found him. <laughs> um, and so it's 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 a pretty good documentary. It's worth a watch. I like that. Very good. Very good. Hey, guys, nice job. We'll keep up on that. I'm going to watch more of those things. We'll, we'll report back, and if we have new shows for you, we'll uh, definitely try to keep you updated as the summer and the spring roll along. Gentlemen, I enjoyed our time together tonight. It's good good to see you. Missed you both. Uh, let's do this again very soon. I've enjoyed our solo pod parees one-on-one, but it's always nice when the three of us can get back together. So I want to thank you guys for listening again. Check us out on uh, YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Tim, po- uh, Tim Anderson Podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can also uh, Tim Podcast at uh, .podbean.com. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Tim Podcast. Subscribe at Apple po- Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are everywhere, folks, everywhere. And our pods have done quite well the last couple of weeks. So I want to thank you for listening. Continue to share out. Tell a friend. We would appreciate it. So until next time, for Ryan, for Zach, this is Tim saying keep your head up, and we'll see you.